I'm Dave. I'm William. And this is the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast. So today we're going to switch it up. I'm actually going to interview Dave about um, some web building stuff. And today we're going to talk about UX, the user experience. And I know that the UX and the UI are oftentimes interchangeable, the user interface versus the user experience. But today we're going to talk specifically about a user experience. All right, let's get going. So the first thing, what's the most important thing in your opinion? Well, we're going to start off today talking about the headers, the H1, the H2, and H3. But before we even get into that, I want to pose a question. Have you ever thought about Google and the search bots as a user? Because they are a user on your website. And that's something that we have to keep in mind uh, when we're designing these pages, that those bots are users and they're looking for a specific set of criteria when we're designing a page. we got to keep that in mind. And by keeping that in mind, it's going to create a great user experience for actual humans looking at the page too. So, common misconception on header text is that, you know, we thought this when we started out, that the H1, H2 uh, just pertain to the size of the text, and that's just not true. H1 is actually, uh, you want to think of it as the most important piece of text on the page. So these different levels, these different tiers of H1, H2, H3, we're actually talking about different levels of importance as far as the main topic, the subtopic, and even more subtopics below that. So whatever your focus keyword is for a page, that's what your H1 needs to be. What is that page about? That is what your H1 communicates to anyone searching and it definitely communicates that to the search bots. So what is your page about? That's your H1. H2 is gonna be supporting subtopics. So what else is on that page that feeds into that H1, that main topic? What are your subtopics? And then H3 are going to be even another level of subtopics below your H2, so that support each H2 on your page. So the way I've always kept it straight, you know, chapters of a, of a book, taught anatomy for 10 years, and I, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, I always consider those H1s my chapters. And then you have sub-chapters, those are your H2s, and then sub, inside the sub-chapters, H3s. When you understand that, you understand that Google although they have changed over the years and and do accept more than one H1, we do not recommend you go down that path. We do not go down that path ourselves. We stick with the old school rule of one H1 per page. So if, if my topic is Donkey Kong, then um, I'm, my H1, if, I'm, if my topic is, or if my keyword is Donkey Kong, the title of my page might be how I crushed Donkey Kong at the age five, or, or you know, that's terrible, but that would be my H1 and my keyword would be Donkey Kong and so I would have Donkey Kong throughout the article and of course we would not key stuff it we're not talking about that we just need Google the user to understand what this page is about so once we get our H1s H2s H3s and we understand it's not about size even though um, those deter those when we call it those things they do change the size of the text what about the body text? Uh, do I just have one size? I, I mean, how do I, you know, maybe I don't know CSS. How do I upgrade the size of a, a body text or should I? Or what is your opinion on body text? So the main thing that we focus on right now on body text is mobile first. 
because for the majority of websites out there, with a few exceptions, now the majority of traffic that's going to a web page is coming from a phone. So the first thing that comes to mind when you think about that is how easy is it to read the text on this page? Uh, WordPress usually starts out with a default of around uh, a font size of 14. Uh, we were doing 16 for a while, but we've been ramping it up to 18 because we want it very, very easy to read and we want a lot of space around the text. Because most of the time when someone's coming to your site, they're looking for an answer to a question or they're looking for a specific piece of information. And we don't want to make them dig for it because if they have to dig, they're going to bounce and that's going to really hurt our traffic. So we go big font size 18 and we do double spacing. So after every sentence, I'm hitting that return key. I'm giving plenty of space between my text so that when someone's scrolling through on their phone real fast, trying to find out what is the best way to beat Donkey Kong, then they're gonna swipe down and swipe down and then boom, there's their answer and they're done. They got their answer and they might bookmark that page. They might come back to it. If you're running a, a blog for old school video games and how to beat specific games, and they'd be like, man, this is pretty sweet. I got the answer to my question here. It was so fast to find it that I'm gonna come back when I have another question. And then you've got traffic and that feeds your business, whatever it may be from there. So think mobile and think decent font size, at least 18. So I was showing uh, today at lunch, I was showing one of my family members uh, a page we had just built for our own website because we, we run our own business at the same time as uh, for what we do with our clients which takes up the majority of our time and I was showing off one of our pages we just finished and I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and she goes my god this page goes on forever I said why are you still reading it I said are you here just to read it or are you gonna buy oh you haven't bought yet okay well here's some more information are you still reading and I kept scrolling and scrolling <laughs> I said, look, you have to understand, Googlebot is a user, and we want to tell them what it's about. And you, why are you still reading my page? You haven't hit the button yet? Okay, so I got another question. So we understand the body text has to be important, and I'm not even going to ask you. I'm just going to tell people, look, if this is an important page on your website, it better be no less than a 1,000 words. And, um, and honestly, uh, to take it a, a mile further is it should be anywhere from two to two to 4,000 words if you can really write about the topic. Um, so the next question is, after we've got our, our titles, our H1, H2 and our H3s set properly on the page, and we've got a decent amount of text, we've got a thousand words, and it's in a good font, and I, you know, I save and I preview on my phone, it looks really good, easy to read. What else on that page in regard to the UX is important in regard to the user experience and my SEO? Alright, this is where we get into the extras that take it above and beyond your average web page. We're talking about images, PDFs, videos, and audios. Let's start with images. You want an image on there that communicates what you're talking about and you want the image title so that's when you save it initially and upload it to your site. You want the title to have that H1 in it. But you need at least one image that says Donkey Kong screenshot whatever 1985. Perfect. And you want that alt text so that when uh, someone rolls their mouse over it, it'll say Donkey Kong, vintage Donkey Kong 1985. That's great. Next thing, PDF. Hey, did you write an awesome blog post? Are you giving someone the ability to download a PDF so they can share it with their friends? That's massive. 
that's a huge value and Google looks at that too and says this is important this is good value and this is good functionality next is video video is huge guys video makes it so much easier to communicate and Google has recognized that over the years and so now if you've got a video on your site people are more likely uh, to find it because Google is bumping up pages in the ranks that have a video because they know that people like videos versus having to read all the time and it's easy to scroll through a video and find the answer to your question and last but not least audio hey if you're on the go if you're driving or whatever you can click on an audio file you can scrub through that uh, audio file real fast on your phone and find the answer to what you're searching for people love learning on the go that's awesome. So let me summarize that. What else should you have besides your text? Images, PDFs, video, audio, have it all. Um, it doesn't always apply, but every time it applies and we can do that, that's what we do. We're running out of time here. There is another piece that I know Dave wants to tell you about. It's internal linking. Give us the breakdown. Why is this so important for the user experience? All right, guys. So you should know what internal linking is if you don't. It is linking from text on your page that we're talking about, our Donkey Kong page, to other specific articles on your website or other pages on your website. Internal linking is crucial and it helps Googlebots map your page and see how much value you provide and in turn it boosts your rankings in search results. So. Anytime you have a word or you're talking about Donkey Kong and then you mention original NES system or something like that, you would have a link to your page that's all about original Nintendo, the first console when it came out, something like that. That's just an example. But anytime you have text that is related to a blog post or a page that you already have, you want to link to it so that it lets those bots crawl it easily and find all the value that your site provides and that's going to boost your rankings. Okay, I've got a barrage of questions for you. How many is too many? You don't want to stuff it so that every other word is a link, but you want to provide value. So if you've, you know, if you've got an internal link on every sentence, I still think that's okay. Um, you know, on average, we'll see every couple sentences that you would have an internal link. But again, this is assuming you should be writing one to 2,000 words minimum, if not two to 4,000 words. And then if you've got an internal link every couple sentences, it's not going to look crazy if you've got that much text on your page. And one thing that's also important is external links. Link out to other sources that are fantastic resources. Google loves that, which we'll cover external linking in the next one. Um, I know how you do it. I know how you use Yoast Premium, and Yoast Premium gives you the ability to see all the opportunities, um, all your internal linking opportunities, but I know a lot of our clients, they don't pay for Yoast Premium, and um, how do you go about doing internal linking for those websites that aren't using Yoast Premium, where Yoast Premium shows you all the internal linking opportunities. Right. So Yoast Premium is a plugin that we use. It's a paid plugin. It definitely gives you the bang for the buck, so it's worth the cost if you can't afford it in your budget. But if you can't, you can be your own internal linking tool. It's super easy. When I'm writing, what I do is I keep one tab open for my site or the page that I'm working on. I keep another tab open that has a list of all of the blog posts for that website. 
I keep a third tab open that has all my pages for that website. So when I'm writing, I reference those two tabs constantly. And then when I'm finished writing, I go back and I reference those two tabs with pages and blog posts again and make sure I didn't miss any opportunities to something that's relevant. So that if someone's reading my article and, you know what, I want more information about classic Nintendo systems or whatever, then they can click on that link and go to it. So keep those two tabs open while you're working, and that's an easy way. You just have to bounce back and forth to make sure that you're on point for internal links. Okay, I've got a question for you. What do you define as an orphan? An orphan is a page that can't be found. And we like to raise our standards here at Nozat Consulting, and we say that an orphan is any page that has five internal links rather or less so an orphan is typically a page that can't be found which means no other pages linked to it we have a higher standard we think five is an orphan um, whereas many of our pages have 80 100 150 backlinks depending upon how big your website is uh, internal links back to it a final question that we often hear is how should I link internally to my other pages one thing that we do is if the page that we're linking to is nozakconsulting.com slash wordpress dash bootcamp, we'll often just do slash word, uh, wordpress dash bootcamp. We'll usually leave off the URL and just put the buckets that it's going to or the folders like slash uh, wordpress dash bootcamp slash whatever's coming. And so that saves you all kinds of issues when someone's coming to your page HTTP or HTTPS or www versus no www and you put a specific version in there and for some reason the link is, ha is having some issues. We keep it simple. If you have other questions please email us william at nozakconsulting.com. Wrap this up for us Dave. In regard to the UX and SEO what are the important things? Alright so we talked about today H1s, H2s, H3s, using those properly. One H1 per page with your focus keyword and using the H2 to support the H1 and using your H3s to support your H2s. We talked about body text. Mobile first with a decent font size between 16 and 18. Lots of spacing between your lines of text so they're easy to read. And we talked about internal linking. How to set up an easy manual process for set it, doing internal linking while you're writing and to really get as much as you can out of your internal link. And so if you guys do have any questions, as we said before, feel free to hit us up. But for now, I'm Dave. I'm William. And this has been the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast.